It is on! The earliest announcement ever for the biggest wellness summit on record. Get ready to join 1,000 wellness enthusiasts at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre on Wait For It, new dates, September 10 and 11, 2016. Get ready to see your favourite wellness cash presenters as you've never seen them before. Regular tickets to the summit will be $297, but for a very limited time, up until Christmas, get your friends together for a special super early bird rate of five tickets for the price of two. That's less than 120 bucks per person, less than $10 per hour to experience over 16 hours of powerhouse wellness. And even better, every ticket goes in the drawer to have an incredible Christmas prize from the Wellness Couch, which is one ticket to the 2016 Wellness Breakthrough and a VIP upgrade to the summit. Wowee. Get your skates on folks and find four friends, book your tickets and automatically enter the drawer at www.thewellnesssummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Abnormal Psychologist, the show that shares everyday insights into getting the best out of your mind, body, and lifestyle. Now, please welcome your host, The Abnormal Psychologist herself, Carrie Thompson-Casey. Hello, and how are you going? Welcome to another episode of The Abnormal Psychologist with me, your host, Carrie Thompson-Casey, the show where we are giving you the how-to to get the best out of you. And today we are talking to me, Carrie, again. I so love doing these episodes where it's just me and you kicking back, having a chat about different things, things that maybe have popped up for me um, or popped up for people I've been having conversations with or maybe from emails that you have been sending in, which I love to get. Now, I know that a lot of people talk about podcasts and keeping them um, seasonal and evergreen. Was it seasonal the right word? Probably not. Evergreen, I think, is the right word. And by evergreen, they mean that not mentioning the time of year it might mean, might be, so that if anyone's listening, that it doesn't feel like it's dated. But I can't help it. I have to say, you know what? It's Christmas time. That's right. In just a few days' time, it's going to be Christmas, that time of year where all sorts of different things happen for different people. And of course, we like to think that it's a happy time for people to get together and show their appreciation through spending time together, cooking a meal together, and maybe even gifts and treats. But we also know that it can be a really tricky time navigating difficult family relationships, um, dealing with disappointment, whether that's around people not perhaps behaving the way we want them to, our expectations not being met. So there's lots that can go on for families and individuals at this time of year. Maybe it's even work pressures because there's a lot of things get slowed down and maybe you've got a project that you're working on and everyone you need to talk to is just not available to help you progress your project further forward. So it can definitely be the time of year where we all can have to hold on to our hats as as our environment changes. So I wanted to talk to you about ways in which I cope and ways in which I talk to my clients about coping. Some of these might work for you and some of them might not. But even if you have a listen and think of maybe the ways in which family around you might be struggling a bit at this time of year and you might be able to give them some ideas. So one of the best ways to make sense of a problem that has presented is to make sure that you separate your worry from your problem solving. So your worry is often that 
mind that jumps from one aspect of the problem to the other, perhaps even some forecasting the worst possible scenario without actually thinking what is the actual worst that can happen here? What if I do burn the ham or what if they don't like their gift? And granted, there might be some people out there listening who there's some fairly serious issues they have to face at this time of year. But we need to separate out our worry versus our problem solving. So our worry is that that state of mind and feeling physically worked up, worked up trying to work out um, what might happen. Whereas active problem solving is actually working on the problem and maybe even writing down or thinking through some steps to solve that problem. And one of the best ways to do that is talk that through with someone, whether that's a mentor, um, someone at work, a friend, a partner, uh, but a way of saying what is the actual problem at hand and what are the steps that I can put in place to solve it, if any. And sometimes it might be recognizing that you just don't have enough information to be able to solve it right through to the end. But in the short term, these are the steps you can take to cope with that particular problem. And recognizing that it's that worry that exhausts us and leaves us feeling empty and irritable. So I'm not saying, hey, just don't worry about it. Gosh, if I said that, I don't think I would be um, working with my clients like I do because I, I know that that's hard for me too. It's You can't just flick that switch off to worry, but it is recognizing that your worry is just that. It's unproductive and it doesn't get you anywhere. And maybe switching to problem solving or talking through possibilities with someone that might actually help get closer to a solution. So that's the first idea is separating your worry out from the problem that needs solving and getting some help in terms of how you might solve that problem. I think another thing that I have found useful is setting intentions. I used to think this is a little bit airy-fairy or if I went to an event and someone said, right, I want to set you to set your intentions for the next day or hour. But you know what? It's really powerful. You know, I think it's such a rare thing for people to even set their intentions for how they'll relate to people through the course of a day. And at this busy time of year, sometimes we can be so focused on getting things crossed off our list, groceries, things that we need for gifts, wrapping paper, or last minute things, getting the house clean, trying to tick it all off, that we often forget about the people around us and making sure that our way of relating to them is is warm and gentle. So often this time of year, I will really try extra, extra hard to set my intention for going up the street. And I can say going up the street because at this time, I'm still living in a small country town. So we call it going up the street. And when I go up the street, I want to make sure that when I interact with other people, that my intention is to be warm and friendly and courteous and not get out of my way. I need to get to the shop and make sure I don't have to fight over the last toy or whatever else might be in there. So I work extra hard to be really clear with myself how I'm going to relate to others. Because what can happen sometimes in the hustle and bustle is by the time I get home in the evening, I'm actually feeling quite annoyed with myself that I probably wasn't more friendly to the people that I saw and when you live in a small country town you run into people all the time it's not will you run into people it's how many people will you run into so being clear with myself how I want to 
to be in the next few days over Christmas. But of course, all the time is how we need to set that intention. It really sets me up to be clear about where I'm coming from, heart and mind, when I interact with other people. So the next thing that I do, and and I don't do this as often, but sometimes I will put little visual reminders. So if I see a picture of a beautiful wreath, um, as you know, like a Christmas wreath, or some, it could even be related to something else. It could be a picture of someone speaking at an event. Um, it could be a picture of a gift that I would really like for Christmas. But sometimes I will just stick them in my diary. And sometimes it's like a little happy accident sometimes when I flick through and I see, ah, oh, yes, there's that Christmas wreath. It reminds me that my intention was to spread a bit of Christmas cheer for that day. And how am I going to go about doing that? So sometimes even having a visual reminder can be really helpful um, for me to keep on track with how I want to be over this period. You know, I talk in other episodes as well about how I really don't um, go with puppies and rainbows when I talk to people um, because often clients in the setting in front of me, it's too hard to go from the place they're at, which can be quite low, to the puppies and rainbows and my unicorns parked outside kind of place. But um, I think that when you're in a festive season, if you're feeling really low, it's important that you do seek support and that you do recognize that if people are around you trying to spread that Christmas cheer, that their intention is not to make you feel worse, but hopefully with their warmth, they're trying to connect with you and hope that they can spread some of that warmth around the people. But If you're feeling really low, it's important for you to access supports um, that you need, whether that's through family or your GP. And if there is an emergency situation, perhaps even presenting to your local emergency department. And there are lots of great helplines and supports out there. So that might even be contacting Lifeline, which is 131114. But let's hope that this Christmas is a turnaround for anyone out there who's feeling quite low and that they're able to activate the resources around them, either contacting formal supports like health professionals or perhaps family and friends. So one of the next things that I wanted to talk to you about is understanding how sometimes we might hold ourselves back. And what I mean by that is often it's during these family times or high pressure times that some of our worst rules are at play. So one of the rules that you might have is worrying about how others perceive you or how others might even judge you. But in the process, you end up judging people as well. And then you worry that they're judging you as harshly as you're judging them. So sometimes we get a bit frazzled and tired some of those worst parts of our thinking processes reveal themselves. So as yucky as that can be, it can be a real opportunity to say, wow, I keep catching myself thinking this way. I keep catching myself being jealous or I keep catching myself being really angry. Something I've really struggled with this year and people close to me know that it has been around feeling a bit bitter and resentful and maybe even, dare I say it, jealous. It's really hard 
being a health professional and doing a lot of public speaking because I don't know if you know this but it's I can't actually market myself in the same way anybody else can so as a registered psychologist clinical psychologist under the Australian Health Professionals Association and managed by the Psychology Board of Australia there are very very strict rules about what I say about what I can and can do and um, aspects of the work that I do however anybody off the street who decides that they want to be an expert in a particular area, so say they want to be an expert in making toys out of tissues, then they can put on their their Facebook page and their website that they are the world's expert in tissue making toys and that owning one of these toys is going to turn your life around because there's no regulation or rules. And I've actually really struggled with this all year in not that I feel that I'm limited in what I can say. I guess I felt a bit resentful of watching others proclaim things that they can offer people and knowing that there's no restrictions to that, that there's no rules that are designed to protect the public around what those people say they can do or offer. But I'm bound by very strict rules and I have to be very careful about what I say on my website and very careful about what I say when I'm trying to offer workshops and the way in which people market themselves is very different. So something as simple as testimonials. I'm not allowed to use testimonials. Even if someone has had a great experience at a workshop and tells me that, I cannot take that down in writing and use that on my website or anywhere in any future marketing. So it can be really tricky to to want to be out there and, and let you guys know what I'm doing. I have to be very careful about how I market that and it's a lot more subtle than you might see. And I've really struggled that with that over the last year and I know that other people do as well, that it's so hard to be happy for other people sometimes. And maybe you're listening and going, no, I find it very easy to be happy for other people. Well, all power to you. Um, But that's one aspect um, of my behavior that I'm really going to work on. And I've been having conversations with my husband about that just in the last couple of days about how we, we do things a bit differently going into the new year and how we shape how we relate to people because we want to connect more with people who are like-minded and in in order to do that we need to pull down those walls of self-protection those walls that we've put up there where we might exclude ourselves from other people for fear of being excluded by them and that's a kind of a long story how we've ended up in that place but that may be a chat for another podcast but I guess the idea is back to what I've said right from episode one of TAP, which is self-knowledge. So I perhaps was quite a jealous person all my life, but I didn't realize how much it's been holding me back until maybe the last six to 12 months. And you know what? There are people that I'm really impressed with that have no qualifications whatsoever. That doesn't take away how amazing they are and how much impact they have on people's lives. Gosh, it's so amazing to observe and be part of that process. That's not what I'm angry about. What I'm angry about is how I let it get to me. And that's what I really need to turn around because this is my business is about how I treat myself and how I treat others. So this is something that I really want to turn around as I shift into the new year, not as a New Year's resolution, not even as a Christmas resolution. It's just something that's really come to mind. And when something comes to mind, gosh, I really should work on that. It's so easy to recognize that pain and then put it away. 
but what I'm deciding to do more is make more decisions. There's that pain. There's that thing that I'm doing that's harming me more than anything else. And I need to take action on that. And so at the moment, I've been working on making sure, as I said before, my interactions with other people about are about warmth and connection and not just about sizing them up or, or being fearful or worried um, about rejection because it really does hold you back. And I think people can recognize it, particularly intuitive people. They, they get put off by, by sensing that in others. So that's something I'm really working on is to bring down the walls of self-protection, uh, especially because we're moving to a new, t- new area and I really want to be open to all of those new experiences as you know, and it doesn't have to be about a new start and starting in a new area with a new friendship group and new schools and all that kind of stuff. It can be just starting right from where you are today and setting your intention about being different. We know that personality is enduring and we don't want to change who we are, but we get to change how we think and how we behave. And of course, that influences how we feel. We know that from basic CBT principles. So CBT being cognitive behavior therapy, cognitive, our thoughts, behavior, what we do and how that influences how we feel. So you can Google it if you like, CBT. So that's kind of the, the guts of my pain at the moment is is understanding what is holding me back what rules are popping their head up that really hold me back and stop me from being happy but I've been in the habit of of working under those rules for such a long time I really want to be the type of woman that is happy for other women's success so what needs to be done today you know well what what does need to be done today? What is it for you that needs to be done today? Not change the world, but something little you can do today. What is the one thing that you do today? And for me, it has been having a conversation with someone and making sure I'm coming from that place of warmth and belief and support and encouragement. And of course, I do that all day in my practice, but it's interactions with people outside the practice. And that kind of led me to another idea that it's kind of at the end of the year it's been really busy with the move and I know there was the infamous infamous episode a couple of set of I think it was maybe three or four episodes ago where I got a bit teary but recognizing the fatigue and recognizing that the more fatigue I fatigued I am the harder it is to be the person that I want to be so back to that self-care so I must make mention to the gorgeous Angela Council who I have interviewed on the show but I have revisited her beautiful book Secret Mum's Business where she has some great ideas around self-care. So the point I'm trying to get across right at this moment is what action do you need to take today? What behavior can you do a little bit of today that helps you build those habits of the person or the woman that you want to be or the man? Uh, So it could be drinking more water. It could be kind, being kinder to the people around you. It could be just smiling an extra three times at perfect strangers as you're walking along. But whatever it is, start to think about how can you do it today? Don't put it on the shelf. Don't think about I'll change that one day. Start to work on that. Because I think we spend so much time getting caught up in the rip of all the work we need to do or the work we believe that we need to do. Recently, in an effort to reduce the overwhelm, um, I was recently talking to someone and they said, oh, what will your contact number be over Christmas? 
And I said, oh, well, I'll give you my parents' number where I'm staying because I'm actually going to turn my phone off. And the look of horror. They were like, what? You're turning your phone off? I'm like, absolutely. For at least two or three days over the festive season, my phone will be flatlining and I will not be responding to any beeps or buzzes that come from it. So really trying to give yourself the space to enjoy this this period of of year to respond to requests to play with your children or family responding to why don't you pop around for a drink responding to opportunities to have a nana nap during the day but if we get caught up in all the things we have to do then we don't see those opportunities for rest and play and nourishing our soul or nourishing us with ourselves with good food you know it's such a time of overdoing it uh, i really hope that this year you can pace yourself through um, the food so that you're not finding yourself having to excuse yourself so you can widen the belt or have a nap because you completely overwhelmed your digestive system. But most importantly, what I really want you to do is stay calm, stay in the moment and enjoy the people that you have around you. And unfortunately, my close family friend has lost someone this Christmas just a few days ago and my heart and thoughts and prayers are with them at the moment but it's it is about being grateful for what we do have and I know the gratitude word is thrown around so much and I've mentioned it in previous podcasts but my goodness you know if you're feeling safe and you have food in your tummy and people you love around you that has to be enough at some point that it's not about all the stuff it's just about being with the people you care about and I'm so grateful for that this Christmas to have lots of opportunities open up over the last year and some really exciting things in the year ahead. I can't wait to tell you all the different things that are happening in the new year but in the meantime it's about this time of year where we slow down and calm down and we be with the people that we can care that we care about and we spend time taking stock of where we've been, the hurdles we've climbed or are still climbing and planning and problem solving if we need to and rallying our supports and making sure that we're not getting lost in the tidal wave of all the work that we feel has to be done but really it can wait and I want to push myself to my limits with how of what I can achieve but I also want to push myself to my limits of my creativity and my relaxation and there's lots of things that that I want to achieve but I have to achieve the balance in the process and I am so grateful for you who has tolerated my overwhelm and lots of distraction going on for me. And it's really funny. I've been even wondering if my podcast has jumped the shark. And I don't know if you've heard of jumping the shark before, but it's about an episode of Happy Days where Happy Days was like in the charts and really popular and it was like the top ranking show. And then they opened one season. I think it was like the sixth season or the eighth season with Fonzie riding his motorcycle and jumping over a shark in a pool and it's since become an expression um, that 
if a, if a show or something has kind of reached its prime and maybe starting to trail off, that it is about, they say, well, I think that show's jumped the shark. So <laughs> I thank you for tolerating all my confusion and chaos in the last three months or so as I've been driving back when the, backwards and forwards fortnightly on a 1400k round trip and trying to set up things for my family and I'm so happy for you to have traveled through all these experience with me and I love getting your emails and hearing your amazing stories there are some amazing people out there who are just really having to survive some really stuff tough stuff oh gosh my speech is going tough stuff but you do, you get through, it passes and you do get through and I love hearing that and I love hearing about all the episodes that you've enjoyed and you know, it's that time of year where we get to celebrate and have fun so I'm hoping that you do have lots of celebration and lots of fun and get to eat all your yummy favorite food and my parents do the most amazing Christmas dinner and I crave it all year round and I'm looking forward to yet another time uh, with family to to share that with them and and enjoy the people that I'll be having Christmas with so Take care, all of you. Travel safely. Enjoy your family. Enjoy Christmas. Enjoy Santa and nourish yourself this time of year. Take it easy. Please visit CarrieThompsonCasey.com to check out what I'm up to over the next few months. January is going to be particularly exciting and busy. Thank you for joining me and see you on the next episode of The Abnormal Psychologist where we share real people's stories and give you real ideas so that you can realise your potential. Take care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.